Hey, MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Hi, yo, DeGenerinos. Welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 337. It's going to, we haven't sent one out to a spouse or a, a girlfriend for a while. This one's going to go to one of our friends in the SGPN Discord, Balls Deeps, totally real, not made up girlfriend who said something about the fights last night. Something funny. I skimmed through it after the fact, but yeah, this goes out to everyone and their. Not just him, but everyone in there, not made up girlfriends. So thank you for coming to the show. No girlfriends listen to this podcast, I assure you. Um, it's the sausage party most times. It's the MMA gambling podcast. I'm one of your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. I'm glad everyone had a everyone's seen have a great time in our uh, sports gambling podcast.com slash discord last night. Everyone's making money. Um I was absent from the Discord and I was absent from making money too. Because I <laughs> I actually got the, the rarest thing happened. A pig flew by my window and Gumby Vreeland beat me by a couple of picks. Usually if he ekes out a victory, it's only, you know, uh, it's only razor thin, but no, he, uh, he thoroughly beat me down last night. So let's bring him in so he can gloat a little bit. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. So first of all, uh, his totally real and not made up girlfriend uh, picks fights based on nicknames. Right. Uh, that right. was, that was the fun That's piece not, of that one. Uh, Someone in our back in the old days when I had a real job, someone won our football pool when you're picking. She was picking based on names or based on what city she'd rather travel to. So, oh, it I, re- I really, really makes it makes it feel good when something like that happens and you do a lot of research and you lose. Yeah, somebody won a March Madness bracket I was in one time by only picking the places they'd like to vacation to. Yeah, it was like the year Joakim Noah in Florida won the. <laughs> yes, the, yes. And, and so like she she smoked everybody. Um, yeah. yeah, so that that's there. Now, I also wanted to comment on the fact that you said uh, I out, outplayed you last night, which you sure I did. did. Do, is it worse that I did by a couple of picks, or is it worse that I did yet again with a Canadian? <laughs> uh, I don't really care about Canadian. I've, I've renounced my uh, picking Canadian fighter thing. I guess there's a few Canadian fighters I still back, but yeah, that was. Uh, what about Jamie Lynn Horth? You're not going to get behind her with that kind of. Per- I mean, she I looks guess like she's she, all right. I, I think she's got a lot of potential, and that's up a weight class against that's somebody true. who missed weight and came in a little yeah. heavy. Like you yeah, imagine what she way be- bigger. Yeah, yeah. D- down bigger. at. Yep. Down at 125, I, I think she could dominate with her physicality. Like I, I think oh, oh dominate. Look look at this. Right off well, right off the bat. Well, f- physically, I mean, uh, you yeah, know, I'm not true. saying like yeah. her, her striking or her grappling is going to like outplay every single 125er, but like you you mean to tell me you can't get her in there with some 125 pounders and she just like muscles her way to victory and, and oh. she's got she's got more than that too. Yep, I uh, I believe it. So, um, yeah, Gumby did very well last night. Of course, we we're talking about UFC. Fight Night Song versus Simon, a.k.a. UFC Vegas 72. Um, yeah, depending on which of our picks you, you followed, you, you did pretty good. Uh, obviously, if you bet on every fight, even if you if you bet on every fight that Gumby told you to bet on, you would have been up money. But um, if you 
picked and choose as most people do. Um, you you probably had a fairly good night. I didn't, but we'll dive into it in a sec. Um, well, you you know what you did do. I, we we can't yes. bury this lead, so you, you can you can tell them about the fine folks at Shady Rays in just a yep. moment. But yep. uh, we we can't bury the lead. This was the first time we both hit our plus money props. We yep. both we both had props. They were both for plus money, both in the co-main event and the main event. Uh, and they both cash fairly easily, too. So uh, yeah. let, let's give a little pat on the back before we get to uh, the fine folks. Give some props to our props. Give props to the props. Because, uh, yeah, the props, I'm actually profitable in that this year. So all, all the time I was anti-props, I should have been uh, <laughs> should have no been props. Pro -props. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only thing I am actually uh, actually uh, in the positive in so far this year. Um, hopefully my future is bright. Uh, so bright out to wear shady rays because our friends at shady rays had you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles and much more shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back along after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Here's what you need to do. Listen to the important parts here. Exclusively for our listeners, that's you good people. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off. That's half price, people. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. So that's shadyrays.com. SGPN is your code. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right. Um, we should have a lost or broken guarantee on some of our picks, right? You, you can back that, Dan. Uh, I, can, I can back that. <laughs> You're willing to, uh, willing to pay? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I meant financially. You're willing to back that for us. Oh no, no, no. I just I'll give you another. I'll give you <laughs> oh, another no, no, pick no. to replace it. <laughs> okay, that, oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll get we'll give you another pick to replace our, our bad picks. That's actually a great idea, Dan. All right, um, let's get into it. Did we? What did we lose? Did we lose anything since we talked last? Um, um, no, it was eleven fights when we got to yes. it. There was right. a lot of dropout before that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and we had a as Dan mentioned, we had people missing weight. We had Haley Cowan missed weight. Um, and then the Russian Ronda, Arena yeah, okay. Alexeva, really missed weight. So the first three fights of the night were all catchweight fights. One of them scheduled that way, and two of them um, due to weight misses. So all right, we'll, we always start at the top, though, with these things. Song Yadong, wow. I don't know if it was the fact that he looked good or Ricky Simone didn't look so good, but uh, he TKO'd Ricky Simone after dominating the fight. Uh, minute 10 into the fifth round. I think I wasn't totally scoring it but uh just casually scoring it we'll say i think i had um song winning every round uh, heading into that uh simone is a guy who we counted on to continue to spam um takedowns and grappling like he usually does didn't really do that um and when he did go for takedowns he didn't didn't have too much luck with it he was standing in front of uh song too much and songs far too dangerous of a striker to do that so yeah um Disappointing performance for Ricky Simone, and uh, I guess impressive for Song Yudong, not so impressive for our pick. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm gonna put this more on Song Yudong than I am Ricky Simon or Simone. Uh, I I think 
I think Song Yudong came in with an excellent game plan. I think he knew he was going to shoot the takedowns. Uh, his footwork was keeping himself far enough away from Ricky Simone that he, he wasn't ever really in danger of a takedown, which made it really easy to stuff the ones he did. I think Ricky was having a tough time seeing the openings. And, uh, um, you know, I, I I gave round one to Ricky Simone. Uh, maybe that was my rose-colored yeah. glasses. No, and, it, was, it was close. Like the, one, it, and, it was very close the first few rounds. And, and looking back at it, the judges, or one of the judges gave the first round to Ricky Simone. The other two had given it to Song Yudong. Um, so it was, like, at least an up-in-the-air round. But, like, once Ricky Simone, it, it was clear Ricky Simone was not going to hit a takedown. Song Yudong just opened up, and he was so much faster. Um, yes. I, I thought it was a really impressive performance from Song, especially rebounding from that Corey Sanhagen fight. Maybe the biggest takeaway from this is, like, dude, just how good is Corey Sanhagen? Like, it, yeah. it, I mean, it's incredible that that guy time and time again, just like makes people look stupid uh, to the point where I doubt them in the future. And, and then stuff like this happens because uh, I mean, like he did that to Song Dong and he did that to Marlon Vera and back to back fights. And, and now, like, look, Song Dong's clearly still, a, I mean, probably like a top five to seven ish guy in this Bantamweight division, a loaded Bantamweight division um, yep. because he looked really good last night. He sure did. Do you have ideas for what, who you want to see him fight next? If, if you <sighs> rank him that high, uh, let's see. Uh, let me pull up the, the rankings. Usually I have him right in front of me, but I don't right now. Um, I mean, I moved him up the rankings a little bit. He was already at number eight. I had him lower than that. Uh, but I, I think I had him at seven or eight as of this morning. Damn, Cheeto Vera doesn't sound like a bad one, does it? Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? It'd be violent as hell. And you could put it as a headliner and nobody had bad an eyelash at it. No, of course um, not. I mean, I guess Piotr Jan or Rob Font would work too, but I, it feels like Cheeto Vera is the right move. Um, I, I mean, if Dominic Cruz was there to be steamrolled, I, I mean, you could give him Dominic Cruz, but that seems cruel at this point. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say Cheeto Vera. Let's, let's make that happen. Yes, let's make it happen. That, that's actually lots of fun. Um, yeah, disappointing for Ricky Simone in his first main event there. Um, do you agree it kind of was a combo of both? Good performance uh, and bad performance? I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I think Song Yujong went out with such an excellent game plan. And, like, I, I think people, when they they see somebody not shoot enough takedowns, it's really easy to be like, dude, shoot some more takedowns. And sometimes that's true. Right, like you, you've heard me on this show, be like, where the hell were Curtis Blades' takedowns? Because Sergey Pavlovich's footwork was not so phenomenal that you couldn't get on his legs. In fact, he was standing right fucking in front of Curtis Blades. Boy, you're Song so salty about that, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be salty about that for a while. Um, <laughs> Song Yadong was not standing right in front of Ricky Simone. A anytime Ricky Simone was trying to, you know, faint and work his way into a takedown, Song Yadong was already out of there. And so, like. While I want to fault Ricky Simone in a pick that went wrong here, I, I do just think he got outworked um, and, and in a way that, like, maybe he couldn't anticipate because, let's be honest, Song Yudong has not been that great at doing that in the past. Like, he's clearly making improvements, but this was a huge jump from the last time we saw people try to take him down. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to fault him. I, I'm going to say this is one of those uh, learning experiences uh, he, he's still a youngish guy, you know, he's, he's only 30, um, at Bantamweight, that's not terrible, um, but Songy Dong at 25, though, making improvements like this, 
Yep. Uh, you, you, they said it on the broadcast. He's definitely China's best hope for a male champion right now. And he looks real nice in, in terms of that. He just happens to be in the probably the most competitive division in the UFC, though. That's, that's the only issue there. So, um, all right. Missing that. Kyle Bahio, this this made me smile. Came through, and it was my prop pick. Bahio via a submission. I thought it was a pretty safe, not a safe pick. There's no such thing as safe picks, people. But uh, a pretty good pick because he was seemed hell-bent on, on getting himself a submission. And he uh, totally did it. Um, didn't take too long for him to sink in the rear naked choke. 249 into the second round. Hey, I looked good in the process. Olesay Chuck didn't look bad either. Um, to to be fair, but Ohio still on the rocket, maybe not a rocket ship, but he's on a ride to the top. It seems. Yeah, and and so a few things here. First of all, you're right. He was hell bent on getting a finish. He even said so uh, when I interviewed him this past weekend. And uh, I, I mean, he w- it, you could see that in his style too, right? Like he he hasn't had a finish yet in the UFC. He was really working for it. Um, this seemed way too easy at plus 160, didn't it? Like yep. the, the, the fact that Olashejuk has lost multiple times by submission, uh, the fact that he's pretty much a right hand and nothing or a left hand and nothing else, right? Like Michael Olashejuk either knocks you out or he doesn't. And, uh, yeah, like Kaibo Ohio made our analysis look great. He just stayed away from the big shot, looked for his openings, uh, and went in there and got the rear naked choke. So good for him. Uh, I, personally think that it should be Brendan Allen versus Kai Ohio in that main event that Jack Hermanson fell out of. Ah, interesting. I, I, I mean, like, doesn't it make all the sense in the world? Like when, yeah. when somebody falls out of a fight and I know every single time somebody falls out of a fight, they're like, Oh, Brendan Allen deserves somebody better. He does. You're a hundred percent right. He does. He looked really great in his last fight. He deserves somebody better. And when somebody drops out of a fight, you either don't get somebody better. You either get somebody worse or you don't fight. You never upgrade your opponent with somebody dropping out. So every single time I see somebody drop out, and they're like, oh, you should get Paulo Costa. Dude, he's not getting Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa is not taking a short notice main event fight. Like he he probably weighing 215 right now anyway, yeah. 230 right now. So like he, he's not moving up the rankings to take something on short notice. If he wants to keep his main event spot, he'll take somebody like Kai Ohio. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I think that's a great main event. I think it would be such a good test for Kyle Ohio, especially because Brendan Allen looks like he's getting better on his feet. Kyle Ohio has definitely got the ground chops to to work with Brendan Allen there. Like it would be a great test for both guys, and uh, I want to see it. There you go. Gumby is making fights left and right. Are you good with Excel spreadsheets, Gumby? I'm pretty good with Excel spreadsheets. Because why? Uh, I hit something. I'm old. And I hit <laughs> up. Hit something on the keyboard, and now. Instead of totals, I'm seeing all of my, um, all of my formulas are showing up instead of the actual Con- control. Control Z, man. Control Z. Yeah. No, that's not it. Yeah, it, it didn't work. I tried that already. Yeah. Oh, oh, you already tried. You already tried to undo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. Whatever. Uh, well, do Google you, Soldier you, on. Do you still use? Do you still use Excel, or are you on Google Spreadsheets now? Uh, I use Excel mostly for for oh. the stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You like? Oh, listen to you, judgy, I'm, judgy. I'm just curious because, like, that one's in the cloud. I could have jumped on and helped you, but the <laughs> oh, that's other one's true. Yeah. No, <laughs> my uh, my stuff is the uh, is secret. No one can see it. So, all right, we hit that one. We should have hit this one, Dan. Cody Brundage. <sighs> First round went in the well. I was going to say it went exactly it like I thought it was going to. Yeah, except for the last <laughs> forty-five seconds or so. But uh, Hodolfo Vieira came through arm triangle choke, even though it didn't really look like he had room because it was up. Uh, Brennage was squished up against the cage, but I guess it's Rodolfo. He's, 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 he's always, 
He's always got room. <laughs> minute, minute 28, round two. We should have had our plus 200 dog here, though, because Brundage was very close to TKO in him in the first round, as as we expected. Destroyed him on the feet, but nope. Nope. And he got... <laughs> and I'll say this. This is the kind of upsetting thing about it, because I, I thought, especially with the stoppage we're about to talk about next with Fernando Padilla, um... I thought he almost did enough to earn the stoppage. Like, like he was, it, maybe if he threw a couple more elbows instead of those weird hammer fists, they would have actually stopped it. Um, yeah. But also, like, the fact that he threw all of those made it so that he was just a touch slower in the second round, made it harder to circle away, and that's where Hodolfo gets you, right? Like, if you slow down just a little bit, you let him back you against the cage, it's over. That dude is... So good on the mat. Um, I thought he was going to avoid it all, and he did up until uh, up until that moment. So yeah, I, I'm. I don't feel bad about this bad beat here because uh, I think I think if one of these guys is plus two hundred and you see a fight go down like that, I, I don't think you can feel bad about being on the wrong side of it. Yep, it is true. It is true. All right, what happened next? Bad stuff. Ugh. I don't usually complain about stoppages, as as people know, listen to this, but yeah. Um, Julian Arosa got rocked, got back up. Um, a few seconds later, Fernando Padilla rocked him again. He hit the uh, mat and got up immediately, but the ref stepped in and stopped it while he was getting up. He probably he was up basically by the time the ref was stopping the fight. One forty one in the first round, and the ref seemed to know he he messed up by the look. Yeah, his face. that was, a, so that was a tough one. Yeah, I, I think so too. I will say Padilla did look better than I thought he would. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like he, he looks sharp. It, it's one of those instances with a guy who spends some time away. We saw this on the contender series with Daniel Marcos. Um, when a guy spends some time away and we're like, ah, you know, ring rest, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like this dude has been out of the cage for almost two years and he came out eight times as sharp as he did last time, uh, which is, is pretty crazy. Um, which just means, you know, he obviously is making adjustments and working hard and all that. There's a reason the UFC signed him. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see him again. I do still worry about him against a quality wrestler, and there are a lot of quality wrestlers at featherweight right now. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I don't like the stoppage. I think if they stopped it after the first one, I would have felt better about it. Yeah, stopped yeah, it after sure. the second one felt wrong. Um, but oh well, uh, Padillo is probably on his way to a victory anyway, so uh, I won't I won't get too bent out of shape. Yeah, it's not. Um, we don't have like two knockdown rule, and then the fight's over. Um, but yeah, I, I was kind of salty watching that one. But hey, them is the breaks. Um, let me tell you about something I'm not salty about: my smooth transitions, and also Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, Best Ball Media for is here and underdog fantasy is giving away 15 million dollars in prizes so start drafting your teams plus plenty of ways to win nba nhl and mlb with their player prop parlays which is fun to say everyone everyone try it at home head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code sgpn for 100 deposit bonus up to 100 bucks that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn say it dan player prop parlays player props and parlays yeah, no, it's all it's it's not and. <laughs> it's, it's easier when you throw it. An it, it's easier it's when you throw it. Player prop. <laughs> player prop. Now we're talking over each other. I think we should probably move on. Um, <laughs> with this thing, I think I fixed my spreadsheet in case anyone was worried at home. I fixed it. Uh, all right, this one went pretty pretty good for us. They have it with 
the million names. Marcos Rogerio de Lima beat Waldo Cortez Acosta. Lucky Cortez Acosta is tough because his leg got eaten up here. I uh, thought we were going to get a finish. 29-28, 29-28, 29-28 across the board. Cortez Acosta um, turned it on a bit in the last round, but uh, de Lima, Rogerio de Lima, Lima had enough banked from all the brutal leg kicks that he started from like the second the bell rang. And hit, we hit it at minus 175. Yeah, we, we set it before the fight. Waldo Cortez Acosta sucks against leg kicks, sucks against takedowns. And in this fight, he sucked against both of those things and lost because of it. There's really not much more to say than that. He he's uh, <laughs> He sucks. He, yeah, he, he I mean, like, <laughs> I, I think his boxing is legitimately good. Like, yeah. like, I think he's a good boxer. Like, we saw it in the third round. He's got a decent gas tank, too. Like, probably better than I even gave him credit for. The, the problem is, is just that, like, he can box and that's kind of it. Uh, and like, even at heavyweight, you at least, you got to be able to like box and block a takedown or box and check a leg kit. Like you got to be able to do like another yeah. one thing and he can't do that. So or he could just uh, be a pro boxer. If he just wants to box be a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Go box. Uh, <laughs> that's the case. Um, yeah, apparently that's where all the money is. Right. I, I don't I don't know how, how much did Mike Perry make to chip yeah. Luke Rockhold's tooth last night? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. BK, this is not a BKFC podcast, even though people were talking about it in the in the discard. Um, all right. And then to open up the main card, this was a big bummer. Trey Waters. Uh, actually, it wasn't a bummer if you're a Trey Waters fan. Um, he picked apart Josh or Joshua Quinlan, 33 and seven across the board, using that incredible length for a welterweight and his jab quinlan could not figure out how to how to get inside on him uh didn't figure out that he could just spam leg kicks and right out of the uh out of the first ringing of the bell and he probably would have been in better shape near the end of the fight but yeah waters beat him up and uh beat up our pick and this was my lock pick uh gumby had a rosa so both of us are did not look so good with their locks no, but I, we should go back and mention that I had Song Yudong and Ricky Simone over three and a half. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, which was true. which was my prop, my prop pick there. Um, uh, Trey Waters, uh, let me tell you something. This is kind of an interesting case study in, um, you know, if you go back to his fight just two weeks ago with, with Jalen Fuller, he was a lot more hittable than he was in this fight with Joshua Quinlan. And I think that the fact that this is on short notice, uh, he was a late fill-in. I think he just relied on the sh the shit that works more, uh, which it, like this is such a novel concept. But like, is it possible because he had less time to prepare, he felt less comfortable with like the goofy crap he sometimes does and instead was just like, man, I, I did not have time to prepare for this Josh Quinlan guy. Let me pump my jab, dance around for three rounds and only take the openings I have and I'll win this fight. And like maybe just fight like that all the time. Uh, Trey, because if he did against Jalen Fuller, he wouldn't have taken so many like counter left hands straight to the nose. Um, and, and like, look, he, he made Joshua Quinlan look worse than Jalen Fuller did in their LFA title fight. Um, and, and Quinlan is better than Jalen Fuller. So, uh, I love the strategy here from Trey Waters. I hope we see more of that version of Trey Waters using his length. Um, and not like wading in unnecessarily kind of like he did against Jalen Fuller a couple of times. Yeah, Quinlan seemed not to realize heading in that he was fighting a much bigger guy because he had no no answers whatsoever for that. So short notice probably hurt him as well. My short notice stats got blown out of the water last night. Um, 
Big time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all, all the short notice people came through. So that was the main card. Uh, I hit two. Dan hit two. Not a very auspicious end to the evening. Let's go to the prelims. Main event. Boy, what a main event. A couple of athletes going at it. Martin Boudet versus Jake Collier. Boudet beat him 29-28 across the board. Collier seemed to be upset thinking that he won that fight or he did not win that fight. Yeah. He (laughs) clearly did not win the fight. It was not a fight. We really want to talk about, uh, minus one Oh six. We had Boudet for, which was nice. Um, and I think Collier is probably going to have to say goodbye. Now that's three straight losses. Uh, we don't need him around anymore in the UFC. Yeah. And, and here's the weird thing about Collier thinking he won that fight. Everybody agreed. He did win the first, right. And then like, it, it could not be more clear that he lost the last two, um, and kind of like I said on the podcast, Martin Boudet by having better cardio is a wild sentence. <laughs> yep. Better physique too. I, I don't know, actually, maybe not a better physique. It's different. Then, it's definitely different. different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We had a dog. Um, my dog Gumby of the week. Gummy had two dogs, but, uh, Gumby's dog of the week. And my only underdog pick that came through was one. One of the Cody's. I was hoping both Cody's would come through. Cody no, Jordan Martin Boudet plus. was an underdog. Martin Boudet was a slight underdog. Oh, that's true. That's true. He wasn't plus, but he was an underdog. It's true. Cody Durden came through plus 132 over Charles Johnson. 30-27 across the board. He skunked him. Durden looked really good with the wrestling as as we expected. And uh, yeah, Johnson uh, didn't have an answer for it. Yeah, well, and Johnson, uh, again, I, I, and I can't stress this enough. Like, those guys who lose a fight especially by split decision and are like, Oh, I got to get that back. Worst idea ever. Like go back to the gym, watch the film, look at what went wrong and, and set up a full training camp to fix something. Because even if you think you won that fight, it was close enough that it was a split decision. There's something that you could have improved. And it feels like Charles Johnson was just like, let me go prove I am actually better. And he went in and fought a guy who is even a worse matchup for him than Ode Osborne, right? Ode Osborne is at least a rangy guy who likes to throw hands and occasionally wrestles. And this was a guy who only wrestles essentially, right? And and even then Cody Durden had some answers for him on the feet. So yeah, this was one-sided in, uh, I I think our breakdown of both Charles Johnson's eagerness to get back in there and Cody Durden's wrestling was perfect. Yeah, Durden, look out. It's not like flyweight is a very deep division. He's won three straight and four or five. So um moving up there. Yeah, moving he probably there. he probably deserves a uh like a Tagir Ulavakov or something like that. Yep, whatever Dan just said. Whatever those <laughs> words were, yes. Um, all right. The night did not start well with me. I the next three fights I got wrong. Gumby got two out of three of them. This Agar one, <laughs> this one may be the most annoying of them all. Arena Alexiva. The Russian Ronda came in at 140 pounds for 135 or 136 pound fight. Um, just through wild volume strikes. It did not look good at all. It's definitely. I want to say that they came from her hip, yes. but they didn't even come from her hip. They came from no. like the bottom of her rib cage. <laughs> yep. She was just flailing and then stumbled her way into a knee bar, which Egger had a tap to 211 in the first round. Did I uh, get all that right? Yeah, so two quick things. First of all, I'm going to give her a little bit more credit on the entry to the knee bar. There is a position where when somebody's got a body lock on you, if they leave one of their legs in between your two legs, there is a roll to a knee bar. Um, And that's exactly what she did, and she was looking for it. So first of all, props to her on the entry. 
I'm not going to give props to her on the finish because I think the only reason the finish happened was she was cranking a submission that wasn't really there. Like she didn't have the knee bar. She was just like pulling at Stephanie Eggers leg that was kind of like sideways at the time. And yeah. like it popped, which like, I guess that is effective, but that like wasn't the knee bar she was looking at. She was just trying to like pull a submission that wasn't working. And she wound up just like basically turning uh, Eggers knee like it was like, a bottle cap um, instead of, you know, like hyper extending it like a knee bar is supposed to be. So like, yes, she got the submission. No, I don't think she meant to get the submission. Um, and, and like if Stephanie Egger just threw punches from that first position, like, I think she just would have gotten out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she didn't. So like, I, I think all we said about Oxiva is, is still correct. I don't think she's good. I think her striking is atrocious. I think she goes for a submission. She doesn't have, um, and I think most of these 135 pounders are going to absolutely demolish her. Like, uh, imagine if Jamie Lynn Horth fought her. Like, what would Jamie Dude, Lynn wow. Horth do? He, I, I'd take Haley Cowan over her. Wow, take that. Boom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to fading her in the future. Hopefully we get some nice lines for her. Maybe people will think she's good now. I don't know that. Will people think <laughs> she's good? Will people watch nope. that and think she's good? No, probably not. Probably okay. not. Um, this guy's good. Marcus McGee and Gumby yeah, knew it. Gumby knew it going coming in. Uh, it was a 140 pound catchweight fight. This one was planned because McGee took this fight on a couple days' notice. Three, <laughs> three days' notice. Journey news is not good. I I, I knew that going in. I, I but yeah, I still picked them. I went with my short notice fighters, especially short notice debuting fighters. Uh, generally lose, and he didn't lose, Mister McGee. Submission rear naked choke two oh three into the second round. So the old man got it done. He's not old. He's younger than I, I am. <laughs> Plus 184. He, he's weathered. How about that's basically what someone who fights for a living should look like, really? Yeah, yeah. He, he should looks be looking like, like Luke Rockhold. Yeah, he's he, have weathered he, faces. He looks like he's been punched a lot of times. Um, but I, I think I said it Wednesday too, or and I, I don't mean to keep tooting my own horn here, but I said I, I liked Journey Newson against uh brian kelleher which by the way shout out to brian kelleher i hope things are going well for him because it does look like he's got something medical going on uh that might leave his career at a crossroads that he will not emerge from so uh that that's kind of sad um but i like journey newson against brian kelleher because i said journey newson when he's confident in his striking is very good and he lets his hands go he's very good marcus mcgee does not let you get comfortable in your striking because he's a wild man and he's a wild man who's also pretty damn technical too um and, and really the only trouble mcgee has ever had is with his defensive wrestling like there's still holes there that could certainly cause him trouble especially at bantamweight in the future um but but man if you strike with him and you trade with him he looks good and then once he tagged newson and he jumped on the back it was there so um what a what a day for him to get his uh ufc debut out of the way and uh, do it on three days notice and pick up the 50k bonus like what a night dude that's what we need another up-and-coming bantamweight right this the yeah, division g- has, has g- nothing give me more good young bantamweight well yeah. he's not he's not that young i guess no <laughs> Could, just look at him no way he can be that that young but yeah bantamweight is stacked is just getting more stacked uh in quantity and quality and then uh the opener we we, we kind of covered the opener already kelly cowan made it to the cage finally uh took three tries but she made it did not make it on weight though. Um, she's the excuse was she's cut weight what three times in the past month or whatever. Uh, sure. Trying to get I'll even allow I'll allow that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
and and she looked massive compared to Jamie Lynn Horth. It's not like Cowan looked uh, out of shape. Uh, by uh, Alex Ziva did look a little soft. Um, going back to her, but yeah, Cowan, um, the it girl, got beat by Jamie Lynn Horth, twenty nine twenty eight across the board. It was the correct scoring and a correct pick for Dan minus one forty two for Horth. Despite yeah. short notice. She she posted at plus 162. I wish when I, I saw that number, I jumped yeah. on it. Um, but I really thought the money would come in on Cowan because of Contender Series and more experience. And, you know, she's got the look and all that kind of thing. Um, but it didn't. People people realized what a value Horth was. Um, I will also say this. If you guys thought Chris Curtis is being salty out there about his loss on Twitter, you should check out Haley Cowan's Instagram sometime soon. Um, because she really believes she won this fight. Oh, uh, she, she believes it pretty thoroughly. And let me tell you something. We, we even said it in the discord. If you guys were in there, by the way, if you're not in there, get in there, uh, <laughs> sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. We said it, it really felt like a fight. They were going to inappropriately give to Cowan yeah. because she had like, like a moment in every single round. But like, sh- I mean, like she didn't win rounds one or three. Uh, she, she won round two. She did not win rounds one and three. And, you know, like the media scores on MMA decisions seem to all get it right, with the exception of a couple of like pretty bad dudes who are scoring in fights. Um, ben Duffy from SureDog uh, was one of the ones who gave it to Cowan. Um, like, apart from a couple of people who score fights terribly, it was pretty clear that uh, Horth won. And they gave him the right rounds and everything like that. The judges gave us a, a beautiful scorecard for the first time ever. Yep. Um, I did not have a beautiful scorecard last night. I went four and seven. Uh, I'm down to 59% in the air. I, I'm going to do better, people. Usually I'm way up to the high 60s. So I will do better, I promise. Gumby went six and five and made money up 66 bucks if he bet 100 on every fight. He's at 49% on the year now, Dan. And moving Dan on up, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's moving on up. We both, uh, as I mentioned, we both missed on our locks. Uh, Gumby hit Durden as his uh dog of the week plus 132 and then we both hit our prop of the weeks uh, main event over three and a half rounds got me hit that plus 100 kai bohio submission somehow was at plus 160 and i hit that so that was good um i am up money on my prop picks on the arm five and six on the props too look Crazy. at that look at you no wild all right um people that got bigger bank counts after last night fifty thousand dollar bonuses no fight tonight performance tonight's nights were song yudong Kai Bahio, Rodolfo Vieira, and Marcus McGee. Um, that is that. Next week, we have a pay-per-view. May 6th. We're already into May. Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. UFC 288, Sterling versus Cejudo. So, of course, at the top, we have uh, Bantamweight Championship, Aljamain Sterling versus former champ, Henry Cejudo. Uh, then we have Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Jessica Andrade versus Jan Xiaonan. Mav Azar Avalev versus Bryce Mitchell and Kron Gracie versus Charles Jordan. And then prelims, Drew Dober, Matt Frivola, Kennedy Enzachukwu, Devin Clark, Chaos Williams, Holando Badoya, Mahina Hadhikas, Verna Jandiroba, or Jandihoba, excuse me. And then early prelims, Braxton Smith versus Parker Porter. Similar names, kind of made up sounding. Phil Haas versus, <laughs> don't you think? Um, Phil Haas versus Ikram Alex Karov, Rafael Estevam. I'm saying everyone's name like they're Brazilian. Uh, versus Chagas Chumogula. I won't say his Brazilian. Yeah, you nailed that one too. Good job. Thank you. My my friend Gumby taught me this one. Ugly Man Joe. It still says Joseph Holmes, though, for his name versus Claudio Hibiero. 
Daniel Santos, John Munoz Jr. Thoughts? I love this one. Um, I, I know it's been taking some heat as a pay-per-view card, and that's probably just because, like, the pay-per-view portion doesn't feel, like, loaded up, like, you know, like, maybe, yeah. like, UFC 290 is or anything like that. But, man, dude, the, you, you can't tell me you're not out here excited about Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns or, I mean, Kron Gracie versus Charles Jordan is so weird because uh, we haven't seen Kron in a while. Like, has he been away just like shooting double legs nonstop for two years. Like what, what has he been up to uh, since that last loss? Who knows? Um, plus we got another like weird newcomer versus like established veteran fight, you know, like kind of like the Julian Arosa Padilla fight. We got chaos Williams and Ho- Ro- Rolando Bedoya. You almost made me say Rolando too. He's, <laughs> he, he's, he's not uh Brazilian at all. No. Um, he's, no. I believe he's Peruvian. Um, so like, that's exciting. Um, Braxton Smith versus Parker Port is that same exact way. Like weird, fun newcomer versus established veteran. Plus, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Ikram Eliskara from Contender Series, but this is one of the ones we circled. So uh, I- I'm pumped about getting to see his debut. So a lot, of, a lot of fun fights on this one. He already has his own Wikipedia page. That's that's how decorated he is, and I guess non MMA events, Sambo and the like. So. Um... Yeah, interesting, interesting card. We will break it all down on Wednesday, all the prelim fights. Thursday, as per usual, will be main reserved for main card. And then all our fancy, dancy picks. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, though. We got an Invicta FC fight card this week, which is always fun to break down. So we'll be breaking down five of those fights tomorrow on the pod. Uh, I told you about the Discord. We're also on Twitter, SGPN MMA. Uh, Gumby runs that one. He's also a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. All their writings... Everyone's writings and podcasts and all the good stuff is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Dan hosts the Top Turtle MMA podcast. We'll talk, give you more info on that later on in the week when the episode's about to drop. And I've got moneymma.substack.com if you want to get my MMA writings into your inbox pretty much every day. And the free pick'em contest, we'll be running one again this for this uh, coming pay-per-view. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. What will our nicknames be in the meantime? I'll remain the Russian Ronda. Gumby will be the maniac. Gumby Reland, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.